Welcome to Organize Anything with Colette Robichaud on 105.9 Seaside FM. Good morning and welcome to our show, Organize Anything. My name is Krista Cook and we are speaking with Colette Robichaud, the organizing coach. Good morning, Colette. Good morning, Krista. Great to be back chatting with you again this week. Today, we are going to be speaking about saying no. Now, I don't know about you, Colette, but I know a lot of people who need to learn how to say no. That, that's true, Krista. Krista and my job as a, a life coach and a professional organizer, a lot of my work is helping people on how to say no. Uh, it happens to the best of us. We suddenly find ourselves committed to a project or social event, and we have no desire to be part of it, all because we couldn't find a way to politely say no thanks. That's right, and think about it today. There's so much going on, whether it's uh, you know with our children or if we're retired and don't have children, people are always asking us to get involved, and often it's very difficult for us to come up with a way to say no or even think to say no. Oh, isn't that the truth? And of course, it's trying to find a balance. But today, we will be talking about the best ways to say no and when it's appropriate time to exercise that skill. It is definitely difficult. I'm sure everyone can think to that time that they couldn't say no. Absolutely. It's usually daily. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. I I want people to think about it sort of like a skill. It's sort of like, you know, when you go to the gym, you might not have that talent in the beginning. It's a a muscle you need to start out a little bit and work towards it. But it's, it's really a valuable skill because there are some repercussions when you don't know how to say no. I'm sure we know a lot of people like that, but think about what happens to us when you don't say no. Think in your personal life. When you don't say no when you when you want to, how do you feel after that? You'll walk out the door and what what do you I'm immediately feel? I'm completely guilt ridden mm-hmm. that, you know, I couldn't do it all. Right. And you feel overwhelmed. You feel like, why did I just do that? And mm-hmm. I find with the people I'm coaching, they feel like they're not leading their own life, that other people are controlling it, that they're just sort of blowing in the wind of answering to everyone else and the people that feel happiest in the world feel more control in their life so one place to start with feeling more control in our life is to learn how to say no and to live our life on our terms so that's why I thought today this would be a great topic to talk about because it comes up so often and we really don't look at at it like a skill that we would learn like riding a bicycle or anything else so it's a maybe a little bit of a different way to to look at it for me learning to say no got better over time literally i look back i was definitely a people pleaser mm-hmm. would just bend over backwards regardless of what it did to me mm-hmm. and it literally has taken age and and probably too much time but i finally got it and i can say no very politely but it, it has taken years for Absolutely. me to get to that point. Well, hopefully today we'll shorten those years for oh, some other people so. to get there. <laughs> what I'm seeing is a lot of people are overwhelmed. A lot of people are burnt out. And I, I'm talking to them. And, you know, we'll go week to week in our coaching sessions. And then they'll say, well, I just got involved in this or I just did this. So it's sort of like they're in this hiccup of just thinking that they can't say no. Yet at the same time, they're saying, I've got to do something about that overwhelm in my life, that stress and I feel like I'm burning out. So, oh my gosh, how? So, yes. Yeah. And, and then you burn out and then you're no good to anyone. Absolutely. So in the end, if you're worried about letting people down or whatever, in the end, a lot of times that can happen anyway because you've taken on too much. And it, you know, it's uh, the question of when, you know, when should you say no? Like when is an appropriate time to say no? But how do I even make that decision? Well, 
a lot of times, again, we have to go back big picture. When we're, when we're saying no, we're sort of that micro stage of saying no to, to that action or that request. But we always have to go back to the big picture, like what do we want in our lives? What do we want our week to look like? What do we want our lives to look like? So we have to say, do I want to volunteer 25 hours a week? Mm-hmm. Do I want to take on extra projects at work? Do I want to help out with the kids at school? Like, what is the big picture we want to present? And if it is volunteer, volunteering a certain amount of time in the run of the week, then we can sort of filter it through our criteria of what our, we want our life to look like. But sure. often it's sort of what's on the plate. Whoever asks first, we just say yes, yes, yes. Even if you say, I want to give to the community, I want to volunteer, we should st- still have some personal criteria around that. So for instance, you know, you may say, and I know you volunteer a lot and give a lot of your time, that you want to do that, and that is a part of your life like most of us. But still, how having some criteria for that, Maybe saying, I don't volunteer on the weekends, or Monday nights are always mine, or the kids, you know, I get Just allowing parameters, really setting those boundaries and, and sticking to them. Absolutely, but make them for you, again, not for someone else, so come at it from your focus. So what does that look like? Or, you know, even... I'm, I'm only volunteering with charities that are involved with children this year, or I've decided to take a break from volunteering or whatever. But what are, you know, what is that criteria? Think about what those boundaries are for you. And in the end, then, it does make saying, easy, saying no easier, and we'll get into that a little bit more, because you've set that criteria. Yes. And also, it allows you to make that decision qu- quickly. But the first thing I want to say is, always take a break. So if someone's asking you, Krista, can I get you to uh, to host that event next week? You do not have to Krista answer that right needs away. to stop. Yes. Not speak. Right. And say, I'll get back to you and give you that answer later today or tomorrow. Absolutely. And that's the thing that most people feel that they have to come up with that answer right away when someone asks, yes. whether it's phone or in person. You're right. So you're if right. we're starting with the basics of the whole just say no scenario, let's start from that point where when someone asks us, no matter what happens, even if you know you want to do it or even if you know you really don't want to do it, it does not hurt to take a break and say, you know, I'll get back to you tomorrow or when is the latest you need to decision on this or you know something that's like that. very good advice I, I will actually try to live by that because with a question mm-hmm. you know I'm very bad for that immediate oh yes no problem meanwhile I then open my my book and go <laughs> where am I gonna fit that in absolutely and so and then I worry about what they'll think of me yeah will they think less of me yeah will they you know judge me because Mm -hmm. well we all want to be liked it's sort of being i haven't met anyone yet that sort of says i don't want people to like me it's one of one of those things whether we think we're a strong individual independent whatever we still want to like people whether we are that people pleaser which that a lot of us are and especially it seems a lot more women tend to be people pleasers than others but we still want to be liked and we have to remove that from the equation this isn't a you know a likability thing and if it is a likability thing let's honor like ourselves first ahead of other people because if we're not liking ourselves honoring ourselves and taking care of ourselves none of it matters flat out it just yes you know, it's not I mean work. obviously you're right <laughs> we wouldn't we won't be here so here's a question somebody has asked me to host an event do I have to give them a reason other than no like should I provide them 
you know, no, I would really like to, but unfortunately, I don't have the time or... No, as etiquette, to respond to that, you actually don't. But often for a lot of us that are sort of practicing saying no in the beginning, you might (laughs) need some reasons Mm. why. So you could go back to some of those criterion boundaries you set about yourself, set set for yourself, like I don't work on weekends or this. Don't lie. Don't really lie and say I'm scheduled and, you know, I'm doing another event and then they see you at the movies or something (laughs) like that. That's just not, you know, we want our words and deeds to match in life. But, but it, you, you, by all needs, you do not have to give a reason, but a lot of times it doesn't hurt. But a great way to always start this, thank you so much for thinking of me. That's just not, you know, you can have some generic reasons like that's not going to fit in my schedule right now. That doesn't, you know, uh, fit for me. My weekends are set aside. You know, you can have some general things like that, that, you know, that that you invited me to do this is really great, but I've got a lot on my plate right now and it's just not going to fit in. When I do accept invitations and do things, I want to give it you know, my best. And right now I have so much on my plate, I can't do it. So you can add a little bit of that in, but by all means, it's not, it's not necessary. And just to go back to, you know, sort of when someone's asking you and you're sort of saying, give me a little bit of time. Another thing with that is to, to ask them to provide you with some more information. So can you email something about that? Because often in the conversation, the person who's doing the asks for whatever are pretty good salespeople. (laughs) You know, if they're calling on behalf of something else or, or, or whatever, even, you know, we have charities calling us on the phone. We have salespeople selling us things, you know, all of that sort of stuff, whether it's, you know, us saying yes to our time or our money or whatever, usually the people doing that are salespeople. So, you know, take the emotion out of it and say, you know, give me that in writing. You know, can you just give me something? Even if it's asking you to volunteer, a lot of times, a lot of the key things get left out of that. If you're looking at it in a nice hard copy in an email or something, mm, you can be a little more, you can make a little yeah. more sense. And then even you can take the emotion of, a lot of times, one-on-one, face-to-face, on the phone, it's a little more difficult to yeah. say no. And it is easier to say no in an email. And you can, you know, so if you said no to something once in the email, you can go, oh, yeah, I had a lovely response I crafted for that two months ago. I'll just pull that out again. And it's very gracious. <laughs> like a template and whatever your template for saying no and in a in a, in a way they are your templates because it's your criteria and stuff like that but when someone puts it in writing it might cue some other things like oh I actually was planning to say yes to this, but what I'm seeing is what I thought was a two-hour commitment also has some prep work of 10 hours to go with it. Mm. Or what I thought was a commitment of making two dozen cupcakes also means I have to deliver them and sell them and do cleanup yeah. afterwards. <laughs> so often, sure change, yeah, changes the scenario, yeah. doesn't it? can it? be a little bit of the bait-and-switch scenario <laughs> when people are asking us. They sort of get us on the hook and lure us in. And if you are known for being someone that will get the job done, a lot of times some stuff can be piled on afterwards as well. Oh, isn't that true? Okay. I'm hearing you say how to say no. What if I am a person that that is just beyond? Like it's just, it still overwhelms them. They can't. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know people that literally, I don't know if they'll ever be able to. Mm Mm-hmm. What what are they gonna do? They have to practice. You know, so, so practice, you, okay. So practice is do practicing with something that's 
easier to practice with, something that's just a little a little no instead of a big no. It's like saying no to your kids or your grandkids or, okay. or things like that. And maybe you don't want to, oh, Grandma, will you take me here, whatever. You you know, you don't want, you had something already planned, but, you, oh, they're your grandkids. They yes. don't ask you very much. But something, you know, something that maybe doesn't have the repercussions and just say, oh, you know what, Grandma has other plans and she's not able to do it, but I'd love to do it another time. So you've got to practice saying no on the things that, that aren't as mm-hmm. valuable. And maybe the grandkid one isn't a good example, but practice saying no. Um, you know, have a call a friend policy. It's like, oh, I've got asked again. You know, you just have to work at this. Again, it's building building a skill. If I want to work my muscle at the gym, it doesn't happen by doing nothing. And they'll become more confident with each no that they're able Absolutely. to say. And it will reaffirm for them that they're on the right path. What if you can't commit to an entire project? Like, what if you're asked to do something and you only want to do a piece of it? How do you say that in a nice way? Well, that's a little bit of the whole negotiating thing. So we're getting into, you know, no and negotiation. Well, that's always, you know, a a good skill for us to have as well. So it's like, you know, I may not be able to do this, but I can do this part of it. But again, the thing to be careful of with that is that it doesn't grow into something else. And to be very clear about the parameters you want to work from. That's why I'm a fond believer in email because if you put it in writing, it's, you know, it's sort of, you know, it's... I like it too. Yeah. I really like that practice because I may not be hearing everything that they're saying because something has me now thinking of something else that you know, relates to the first part of the conversation. Absolutely. So I hang up going, oh, my gosh. Mm. So I love that practice right. of and some email. As much as we try to be good listeners, when you are, you know, if you have your list to call people for an event or if you're just asking someone, we're sort of optimistic in hearing a little more sometimes yes. than we think. So, to, you know, for to back it up in an email or just even to call back and say, I just, you know, I'm, I am saying yes to this, but on these three things, I like email to say, yes, I agree to this on the fo- following three things it doesn't have to be wordy it doesn't be in a paragraph no no you don't have to have a lawyer sign it i mean it's just so simple it's just literally yeah and then when you're asked to do something else it's like oh remember i emailed you absolutely you know i can give you an hour a week and i can't do any more or these are the parameters and you know that's what i can do and those are the things that make it easier to say the no so you're building this repertoire of things to make it easy to say no and for those people that may find it difficult to say no in person isn't it great to be able to use email or a letter um but to be able to write it and then that way that may build your confidence to the point that maybe you can start doing some face-to-face no's. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people can craft things out in writing a little bit more than, than they can just to say it. You know, So, again, they don't feel they're letting someone down if they're just writing it out. And it, it again, can go back to your templated answers of, <laughs> uh, of, of why not. Again, maybe not an easy thing to start out, but people eventually can feel more empowered by doing that because they're taking their life back. So saying no may seem a little difficult, but in the end, saying no can be a wonderful thing for you and your family. More on this subject in just a minute. We're going to take a break and we'll be back. You're listening to Organize Anything with Colette Robichaux. We'll be right back on 105.9 Seaside FM. This is Organize Anything with Colette Robichaux on 105.9 Seaside FM. Welcome back to the last half of Organize Anything. Today we're talking about no means no. And before we went on break, we were uh, discussing about the fact that 
it is really difficult for some people to say no. Now, let's turn this around a bit, Colette. What about those people who will not take no for an answer? Oh, there's lots of those. Oh, there's there. lots of those. And that can be family, friends. That are, it can also be salespeople. I, I know I uh, work with a lot of seniors, and I come back maybe week to week to assist them with some things, and they've got new credit cards, and they've got you know things that they've signed up for, they've given to charities when they're already over their limit and things like that. So we have a lot of people in our lives that are trained to be very persuasive, and the repercussions of us not saying no to those people oh, gosh, can huge. be financial. Yeah. We were talking more about time commitment in regard to sort of volunteering or saying yes before, but when we talk about some of those financial commitments and buying and sort of getting lured in with How those... How many scams? I oh, mean... There are tons of scams out out there going on, and, and people always think, oh, I'll be too smart for that. But a lot yes. of times, again, know that these people are very smart at, at what oh, they're they doing. and you. Yeah, and they will uh, will do that. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, some of the same things I said, I'll think about that. So don't jump in with someone you don't know on the phone and be buying anything. And even charitable donations, I always suggest that you choose those ahead of time instead of being, you know, bombarded. Say, bombarded. And even if you think in terms of, you know, organizing your time and use it's easier to write one check in the run of the year or have two or three charities than to be considering 10 20 50 thousands of charities that hit you so just from a time management standpoint every year in January say I'm gonna give to these three or I'm gonna give to a couple and it's all done and again how does that make it easier to say no I choose my three charities every year I have chosen them and uh, you know and those are the three that I give to so it's easy whether it's five dollars or twenty five dollars you still have the ability to say no and again it, it eliminates some of those opportunities for frauds and scams that, that may come over the phone and as you know as we get a little little bit older it, it, it they they may happen a little bit more mm -hmm. but also they may be targeting seniors a little bit more than others. But honestly, these, these people are very good at what they do. So unless you know who they are, do not be giving any information. Just say, no, that's not something I'm interested in, and hang up. Let's do some examples. Okay, so we were just talking about sales. Mm -hmm. The phone rings. You've got the telemarketer. And I'm telling you, they don't take a breath. Mm -hmm. I swear one of the prerequisites Absolutely. is how long can you talk without breathing? Mm -hmm. Because they just can. So I don't want to be rude. I hate interrupting. Mm -hmm. So I always try to wait until they take a breath. Mm -hmm. But the breath never comes. So then I, I, I just have to, yeah, I just have to interrupt and I'll, I'll say, excuse me, I'm not interested. Well, my gosh, one night I had this woman, she went into a nut, like she was probably one of the best telemarketers out there. I literally, well, you know what? I, I hate to say it. <clears throat> I had to hang up the phone. It was the only way right. I could get rid of her. And, and that's the thing to think about when you're just saying no, at, when it comes in re regard to something like that. You still want to be polite, but I say do interrupt. That's the time to do it because if not, like you say, it could uh. be five minutes and you're into it. So as soon as you know what it's about and you're not interested, and most of, most of us, 
will probably not be interested because we are choosing who we donate to, what we get involved to, involved in and things like that, or they could maybe approach us in another way. So as soon as, don't worry about looking for a breath, just say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. Don't wait for them to respond and hang up the phone. Don't bang it, but just say, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. Thank you for your time. Be polite. We know those people are working on the other end. Well, that's just it, and that's why I feel so badly. You know that they're just trying to do their job right they're trying to make a living absolutely but again we're going back to the idea of saying no is about us living our life better and being in control here's me rationalizing absolutely (laughs) and you know we don't want to be rude but the very people that are very worried about other people's feelings and pleasers are the ones that say say um say yes the most but if you think of it these are the places for you to practice saying no for sure and to be doing it you don't have to be aggressive you're just assertive thank you very much i'm not interested and you can hang out, and I'm hanging up. And there's nothing wrong with that. They get lots of other people saying worse to them, so a good way to go, and that's a good way for you to practice saying no. All right. Now, how about this? There are um, people, whether they're selling something or it could be for um, organization, they arrive at your door, and they're just very persistent, and they're there in front of you. I mean... Hanging up the phone or closing the door in someone's face seems a l- quite a bit different. Absolutely. And <laughs> so what do you do? Well, again, you know, you don't want to get too much information because that's how they lure you in. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I'll tell you you don't want to do is say, I don't have time right now because they'll come back. Oh. So that's a big mistake people make all the time. It's like, call me later, whether it's someone selling insurance on the phone it's or true. whatever. People will say, I don't have time right now. So you have to be more assertive without being mean or angry and just say, you know what? Thank you so much, but I'm really not interested. interested and take me off your list or don't come back, or Mm -hmm. whatever. And truly, most of these people have heard worse than... If you're someone who's having a hard time saying no, I guarantee you (laughs) that 90% of what they've already heard is way worse than you saying, no, thank you, please take me off your list, or please do not call me again. So do you see what I'm saying? That (laughs) you're very worried about just saying no and thank you when they have heard something 10 times worse. So you're still keeping within your values of being polite, but you're still keeping within your values of my time is important, I'm living my life with intent, I'm deciding who I speak to, who I say yes to, and who I donate my time and money to. So take back your life and by being polite and just saying it quickly. So if the door opens and you have a good idea who these people are already, it's like, oh, thank you very much. I'm not not interested in your in your services or your product or donating and just say that they're going to try and jump back in but the same as i know but it's the same (laughs) as hanging up just start closing the door (laughs) gradually you have to i'm closing the door you don't have an option (laughs) or a lot of times i won't open my door i live alone i won't open my door and i'm sort of talking through the door and (laughs) i'm not going to open the door for people i don't don't know and they don't like that (laughs) a lot of the times but just say i'm sorry i'm not i'm not interested and and just leave it at that. But that's okay. That's our life. So to so don't be too interested in in opening the door or responding to that. That's where you can get yourself in trouble with some scams. A lot of things that happen with the home sort of scenario coming to the door happens because people want to be polite. If someone's asking you to use the phone or to do something like that, you have to say no. Yes, because obviously then it's really about your safety, isn't it? Absolutely, but it's all about 
safety. It's about saving your time. It's a lot of issues that are important to you. So a lot of times when we're people-pleasing and worried about other people's feelings, these are the opportunities for us to get in trouble. Let's take this to the workplace, Colette. What do you do if someone keeps asking you to do more? This comes up all the time when I'm working with my clients. You know, they're saying, oh, I already have a full load of work, and then people come and they're asking me to do more and more and more. And whether I just started my job last week or I'm, you know, looking for a promotion, often I'm very scared to say no to that amount of work. So one of the scenarios that comes up is if I do this, is there something else you don't want me to do? Or asking about prioritizing the work. Because if we just leave that out there, say you start your day and you've got an eight-hour day plan Mm -hmm. and three different people come and give you another half an hour worth of work. And in today's scenario, it's not only giving you half an hour, but you've got 382 emails as well. So this is the thing that piles on. So think about it. Often, you're just sitting there and you don't say anything when someone comes in and asks you to do more, for sure, right. So that's the issue that people get in. And so they don't say anything. And what happens on the other end, the repercussions are they don't get the job done. They don't get done what was maybe asked to them that was added in, or they don't get done their regular job, but they've never let anyone know that I didn't get the 12, you know, it's impossible to get 12 hours done in eight hours. But somehow, by just saying yes, you're getting, you know, you're, you're, you're assuming the people on the other end are assuming you're going to do that. So first off, you have to be able to sort of prioritize and say, you know, what does this look like? And really think, how much time is that really going to spend? And I'm sure, Krista, like most of us, you've said, oh, that'll only take 10 minutes when oh, someone yeah. asks me. Yeah. So Three what, hours later. <laughs> yeah. So what's a, good, what's a good question if someone says, oh, Krista, will you just take care of this for me today? What are some good things that you could say to them to? Well, I certainly, you know. I would always, I worked for multiple people at different times in my career. And so there had to be a very open communication amongst them and me mm-hmm. and in terms of priorities. I'm totally all right saying I've literally gone back to them and said, okay, mm-hmm. what are the priorities? Because what I may think are priorities may not be what's in their head. So Absolutely. I would have daily conversations yeah. in the morning before the day started, mm-hmm. um, and that would help. Mm-hmm. And you're making a very good point. I know you've worked in lots of jobs and managed lots and lots of things, and not everyone has your talent for that prioritizing, but that's what's key. If you're sitting there and you're thinking you're prioritizing, and then what we think is a big priority is all these people in our face to come in and, and say, can you do this, can you do this? A lot of times we just say, okay, but we don't say, when do you really need it? Yes. When is it due? Mm. I know for me as a, a private business person, a lot of times I get people calling me for proposals to speak or to proposals to do an event and things like that. And I'm very attentive and I think I'm going to get that back to you. I'll have that back to you in 48 hours or, or whatever. And, you know, it was a couple of years ago that I started saying, well, when's the latest that you need that? <laughs> you know, because I'm realizing maybe I'm trying really hard to get something in for Friday and then they're away for a week or oh, like that. our, That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or our committee doesn't meet 
I just followed up with someone before I drove to the radio station. I said, did you receive that proposal I sent to you? I just wanted to double check because her meeting was supposed to be tonight. She says, oh, yes, but by the way, it got postponed for three weeks. So this is the sort of thing. Right, that and sometimes that as a priority, yeah, and all of a sudden yeah. that's... Psh. Yeah, so a lot of times we're sitting there at our desk thinking, how am I going to get all this done? Because that person said, can you do this for me? Or emailed me without a timeline, whatever. We're trying to get it in the mix on what's in our head to prioritize it and or or whatever and maybe you know or maybe they're saying I want it today because it's a priority to them but it, you have to be able to come back and say you know um, I can't really get this done for you today unless it is hugely whatever my day is full so again it's a version of saying no I really don't think I can get this done today when is the latest that you can get this to me so you know instead of feeling that again out of control like oh everyone's doing whatever even in the workplace when people do have control over us we have to take some of that control back by saying I've got all this on my plate what would you like me to let go of to do that I won't you know I won't be able to get this done today or something like that that has changed an awful lot over the years it's taken a mm -hmm. long time mm -hmm. I think to this point in a lot of businesses communication is just a thousand percent better mm -hmm. than it used to be it was you know you're there to work you do your job don't ask questions yeah but now it's all about team and it really is about integrating and and communicating and and making sure that everyone is being mm -hmm. uh, respected and thanked and mm -hmm. it well it has to be about communication and that's what some of what saying no is about our improved communication because a lot you know a lot of us will you know say yes but we really want to say no so that's not good communication no. And that's, you know, no. you know, so in the workplace or at home with family, friends, whatever, we want to be true to ourselves. We want our, our words and our, our deeds to match up. And that's another side of this saying no. A lot of people say yes and never follow through afterwards. Which is worse. It is worse. So we've got to be credible in a business sense. Mm -hmm. If I say I'll get your proposal to you in 48 hours, Integrity we, we want to be credible as a person. Oh, if she, Krista says she's going to get it done, she will get it done. You know, all of those sort of things. So if you can't get it done, don't just say yes. Don't be, you know, just be saying mm -hmm. it. And I know a lot of us can be optimistic and we don't know the real time, but we've got to get real about that. And it's better to say no than to blow your reputation as an individual well, or it. as a company. Your reputation is pretty much just between that and, and, you know, maintaining awesome credit. Isn't that what we were told to, to do? And it's... Uh, it's exactly that. I have found this very fascinating. I'm definitely going to be able to use some of the tips that you gave me today. Ah, oh, the next telemarketer. <laughs> Look out. Oh, boy. Chris, Krista is armed with some new say no muscle now. So um, all of those people who are uh, going to be giving yeah. her a call or asking her to do things, we're, uh, we're sure she's got some new muscle now. So, you know, yeah. just in... in okay. In summing up, it, it doesn't mean you're mean to no. say no. It mean, doesn't mean that you care less. It may mean you care more about yourself. Set your criteria where that you're working in, whether it's volunteering or, or open those lines of communication with friends and family. And in the workplace, knowing that when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else or reprioritizing. So make sure the people that are in that mix are aware of what you have to do to make that happen. So you need to ask good questions 
or you need to, you know, you need to be able to to figure out what really is truly important and say no to the rest. Colette, no means no has been a very fascinating topic. Would you kindly give your contact information? Because I think people are going to want to talk to you about this. Certainly, you can visit our website at organizeanything.com. You can follow me on Twitter at OrganizeNow. And you can uh, find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Colette Robichaud, and we would love to connect. So uh, again, www.organizeanything.com.